the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Here we are again on the Sue Free Show, and I am so thrilled to be here. Everybody I've come in contact with today is wearing the same colors. I don't know if we all got the same memo or what, but it's kind of a turquoise day today, and uh, maybe that's just how we feel right now. It's kind of a crazy time right now, and everything that's going in the political world, making those decisions, uh, you know, it could be the lesser of the two evils when we're making a decision like this, but that's really kind of a sad state of affairs, isn't it, for us to be dealing with that. So, uh, you know, on the large scale of what's going on in the world, those are the big things that are happening that affect us. And so do you ever feel like you're out of control, like you, you don't really have any power to do anything? Well, trusting God is easier than you think. Now, I can tell you, in, there's been times in my life, as I know there's times in your life, where you just feel like you're overwhelmed, you can't handle another thing, and, you know, I've even, you know, kind of yelled to the Lord and said, you know, God, you say you won't give me more than I can handle, but right now, I'm feeling like you are. And so, at that time, I'm thinking, okay, breathe, just breathe, and maybe you need to just take a breath. So just do that right now. Just take a breath in, take a breath out, and just experience what that means. As long as there's breath, there's hope. And isn't that enlightening? I I think it is, because sometimes you can think what you're going through is just the end of the world. It's just, I don't know how I can get through another minute, let alone another day, another month, another year. But just getting through this next minute is just an overwhelming thought. So what better than to realize that we don't have all the control? Control is not all ours. We have to do our part. God tells us to do our part. And we have to be smart. We have to get the knowledge we need to be as wise as we can be so that we can make intelligent decisions on those choices that we have to make. Now, I find it very reassuring for me that I have the Bible to turn to. And if you're a believer, then you have that too. And if you're not a believer yet, maybe this is something that you've been looking for and you just don't know what's so easily accessible to you, is his word is right there in the book. People will say, well, what Bible do I buy if I don't have one? What, what do I read first? What do I read second? And I will say that, you know, you can go to a a bookstore, you can go to anywhere where they have a selection of Bibles and just open the Bible and kind of read a little bit. Read and and just figure out which one helps you better, you know, because the thous and the those, they weren't easy for me to read. I, I had a hard time tracking with that. 
the new international version is the one that I've chosen for me. But there are so many other Bibles out there. When I sit in church and I look around the room and people open up their Bibles or they open up their smartphones. But if they open up their Bibles, you know, I look at the different versions to see what people are reading. And uh, everybody has their own choice there. And people say, well, which one's real? Which one's right? And, you know, they're all telling the story that was so long ago. But it, it puts it in perspective for you. So just find the language that works best for you and, and move forward. And where to open up the book? Different theologians. I'm not one. But they will tell you different things. You know, there's the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Pick one of those. A lot of times people say, well, Matthew or John. Um, John 3.16 is one of the most known verses. And on in and out they have it at the bottom of the cup. If you go to in and out and you look at the bottom of the cup, they have John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever shall believe in him will not perish. Is that you? Are you going to perish or not? It's very simple. Simple question. It's really a simple answer, but sometimes people make it a lot, a lot more difficult than it needs to be. So today I'm going to talk about trusting God is easier than you think, because lately, in the last two weeks, I've been getting a lot of connections, and I just want to say thank you to those without naming names. You know who you are, and... Um, you know, some of you have even said, please don't don't uh, talk about my specific issue on the radio. And and I honor that. Um, but it does help me uh, understand the direction in which the show might need to go in order to give you some words uh, from the Holy Spirit and from the wisdom that is in the Bible about things that you're facing. And I have to tell you that, you know, a lot of the things that I'm hearing are things that maybe the story's not exactly the same, but the feeling of feeling like overwhelmed or the feeling of, you know, for instance, there is a married couple where they were very into the word and going to church, and now they um, got very busy in their work life. <laughs> Can anybody relate to that? Got very busy in their work life and just busy on life, busy on parenting, busy on work life, and they've kind of like pulled away because they didn't make the time, not that they don't have it, but they didn't make the time to make the priority God or seeking the, the relationship or seeking church and relationship. Um, so this woman, she uh, emailed me and just said that she really, really is asking for advice on how to get her husband to get in alignment again because they've kind of pulled away and the Lord's been tugging and pulling on her heart to bring her close to him again. And now her husband's still kind of lagging because he's concerned about all the other decisions and all the other things that he's dealing with. And he's wondering if, you know, if he goes this direction, does what does he have to give up and what does he have to do different? And he's not really willing at this moment right now and time to make that change. So she's asking what can she do as a wife, a loving wife, uh, a believing wife to, um, you know, help the husband come back in alignment with her and with the Lord. And for the whole entire week, I've been praying about it, talking to people, because when people ask me questions like this, I don't take it lightly. Anytime anybody connects with me in any way and, and expresses something, um, I don't want to just knee-jerk reaction answer from the top of my head. I really want to go to prayer, and I want to ask the Lord's guidance because it's really not my opinion I want to give. What I want to do is I want to give what God would want me to say. So I ask God into my life uh, every step of the way, you know, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What would you rather me not say? Please, you know, just 
zip my mouth if you don't want me to talk, you know, whatever is necessary to um, have the right message. And so in thinking and talking and praying and asking for the Holy Spirit's guidance in this uh, question and advice, what I would say to anyone out there that is struggling in a marriage where you're feeling that one person is stronger in their religious or their spiritual beliefs than the other, which I've lived this. I know what this is like. Even when a person thinks that they are a full believer or say that they're a Christian, but yet their walk's not walking, the talk's not talking, and it's just not measuring up. You know, what do you do in that situation? How do you deal with that? And firsthand, when I read the Bible, it said that my relationship with my Heavenly Father is between me and my Heavenly Father, which means that we need to be in alignment And we have to say, you know, he says, love thy God with all thy heart, right? It doesn't say love thy husband with all thy heart. It says love thy God with all thy heart. So what he's saying here is he's saying that he wants you. Wife, husband, brother, sister, mother, whomever. He wants you. He wants a personal, really deep relationship with you. How do you have that? You have that by reading his word, by praying, asking him to show you the way, asking him to shed his light on you. And for you to be the light in the darkness, you have to be prayered up. And he's asking you to do that. So for this specific uh, advice woman, this woman that asked for this advice, um, I would say that, you know, focus on your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Get strong in him and find your faith, your courage, and trust in him. Just trust in him that if he tells you to do something and you do it, he's going to make the path straight. He's going to give you the desires of your heart because his promises are true today, tomorrow, and forever. And so that's what he's saying to do. And when I've had to lean on that, there were times when I didn't feel it. There were times when I thought, oh, boy, I'm, I'm doing this so much and it's still not working. I don't see it. I don't see the fruit of my labor. I would stay, stay in there, just stick in there. And, and in the Bible, it also says to win your husband or your wife over with a gentle and quiet spirit. Right? Win them over with a gentle and quiet spirit. That doesn't mean not you, you, know, you don't nag them. You don't harp on them. You love them. As a wife, we're to submit to our husbands. And that doesn't mean things that aren't in, in, in alliance with what God would want for your life, just so you're clear. Okay? It doesn't mean submit to things that your husband's asking you to do that would not be appropriate and God wouldn't ask you to do those things. You would stand firm on those and have healthy, strong boundaries to say, no, that's not okay. I just want you to know that because that would be a doormat, not a submissive wife. So understand the difference. It took me a long time to learn that one. So I'm sharing a little bit of me with you. But I did. It took a long time being, you know, being raised in a dysfunctional family, raising up. All I knew was a certain thing. And I had to learn, you know, that there was a difference. And this word submission, I I didn't really understand it too much, but I wanted to. I wanted to be the kind of wife and godly wife that God wanted me to be. And I know that those listening, that you want that too. I know that. I believe in you. God believes in you. He loves you. And yes, we're going to make mistakes along the way. Darn it. Yes, we do. Because we are human beings. We don't have holes in our hands. At least I know I don't. Uh, But Jesus is there right with us, and his grace is sufficient. He tells us it is, and that grace word is an amazing word. If you're tuning in right now, I just thank you so much for doing so. And this is the Sue Freeze, belt like fries, Sue Freeze show. 
And we've been doing this show for over eight years. I have a TV show now. Who would have thought? Not me. LA36. Just check it out if you can, okay? And this, this live chat thing that I'm doing right now on Facebook is new. And, uh, you know, there's people that I've been asking to listen to my show and they just have not. And now all of a sudden, because I'm doing this, they're listening. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> and I'm humbled. I'm so humbled to be in the position I'm in to be able to talk to you right now. And listen, if you know somebody that you think would oh benefit by listening to the show, I hope there's a lot of people that could benefit from this show because, you know, we're out in this world and there's so much coming at us all the time. And having inspiration and encouragement to help us through a, a trying time is a good thing. I know that I am very blessed. I'm very fortunate to have had many people along my path that God put there. And I know for a reason, for a season, to get me through a tough time. And and I'm hoping that this radio show is an encouragement for you or somebody listening. So if you know somebody and you want to share, I hope you do. And how do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Yeah, like French fries. Yeah, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. And you can click on different things. There are podcasts, seven years, actually seven and a half years, I think now. Or you can go to the videos. There's videos down at the bottom of the handwritten things. It's not a tile. It's just down. If you scroll down, you'll see videos or Sufri's TV. There's me riding a Harley, and I'm talking about getting back up again because I almost lost my leg and almost got killed on a Harley once. And there's also me riding a, a horse. And, you know, I, most of you know the story if you listened at all uh, about me, my shattered leg and my fractured back on this horse that I, yes, I know I no longer have that horse. I've learned my lesson there. Um, and then uh, riding a unicycle where I'm talking about the uh, the five love languages. And that is really informative. It's very good information. And it's uh, a little humorous along the way. So, you know, you can never have enough humor. Believe me, you can't. We need to laugh. We need to laugh because laughing is so good for our souls. And the joy of the Lord be our strength. And uh, if you want to know more about that, you can go to Philippians. Philippians is the joy chapter. Did you know that? I think that's so amazing that we can go to a, a chapter and read and, and understand joy better. Because is there enough joy to go around? If people were more joyful, would there be less harm and a less, less hate in the world? I think so. So uh, I've talked all this time without even getting into my subject matter. So I think I'm going to dive in now. But for some reason... Starting off, I think the Lord just kind of, I pray before I get on the show. And what I said up to this point, I think he wanted me to say that. And for those that are connecting with me on the Sue Freeze site, um, I thank you because I really think it helps. And I hope that the message that I gave has been encouraging and inspiring. And continuing on, I'm going to talk. Uh, this is, um, somebody else wrote this article and it doesn't say who right now, which I'm, I feel bad about, but it was taken off the internet. Trusting God is easier than you think. And uh, so I'm going to go into this. And if you have paper and pencil and you are somewhere where you can write this stuff down, I think it would be beneficial. But if not, and you're driving, thank you for tuning in and driving along with me. I just think it's so great. I spend a lot of time in my car, so I totally can relate to those that are driving in their car. But if you're sitting, I mean, I've husband and wives have said that they, they, they take time out of their busy schedule to sit down on the kitchen table and turn on the radio and listen to me. And I'm just like, that is so cute. So thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. And mom, you are my biggest fan. And I just want to say thank you to you for listening. You've been listening all these years and you have something to say. Every time I see you and talk to you, you tell me the yes and the no's and the how I can do it better. So I thank you so much for the support and encouragement along the way. It's so great. So I'm going to read now because, uh, this is kind of important things that I've, um, 
that I've gleaned from, so I want to share with you. Here are seven reasons why trusting God is easier than you think. Number one, anyone can have childlike faith. Have you ever stopped to think about why it seems so easy for children to trust God? Now go to that place. Let go of all the grown-up barriers you have placed between yourself and God over the years. Trust him the way a child is prone to trust a loving parent. If you have ever been a child, which we all have, you can have childlike faith. It is important that you get back there. You will need to unravel your misgivings about God and see him as the loving father that he is to all who know him. Can you see yourself trusting God again or perhaps maybe for the first time? Number two, any believer can grow in faith. Once you trust Jesus as your Savior, it's off to the races. You begin a journey that never ends. But that doesn't mean every believer is growing in his or her faith. Just because you can grow doesn't mean you will grow. Plants must be watered, and so must faith. The Holy Spirit will water your faith through the Word of God. The more you soak in Scripture, the more your faith will grow. The more you act on the Word and Do it, not just read it, not just hear it, not just think it, but do it. Just do it. You know, Nike says, just do it. The more your faith will grow. Spiritual growth involves God working upon our soul through his word and us responding to his message with a grateful heart that seeks to do his will. Now, that's so key, that grateful heart thing. You know, I've been on the Internet and the online review things and all these things where people will say bad things. And it's just so easy to blast somebody on the Internet. It's just so easy to do that. It's so much more difficult to be face to face, isn't it? And I would just call everybody out right now and just say, if you have something to say to somebody, you need to have the chutzpah, whatever you want to call it, to say it to their face. Because no, nothing can happen in a relationship unless both parties are present so that they can work through the details. So blasting somebody on the Internet, negative or positive, is not as beneficial as having a relationship with a person and saying, you know, when you said that, when you did this, this is how I feel, this is what I think. It's much more important to do it in person. What parent doesn't love to see a child grow and mature? God is pleased to see this happen with his children as well. Think of yourself as a parent, okay? If you are a parent or think of your parents if you're a a child listening. And one of the most wonderful things, for instance, I have a niece and a nephew. And one of the most fun things for me is for me to ask them, who helped you tie your shoe? Who taught you how to blow a bubble? Who taught you blah, 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 blah? And when they say Auntie Susie, I'm so excited. Why? Because we want our people that we love to learn how to do new things and to progress in their relationships and in their growth, just just in all things. We want them, we want everybody to get better, don't we? We want them to be more and, and to strive for better and, and excellence. It's just like my, my little niece, you know, she loves to play basketball. And she's, she's hitting these hoops like nobody's business. And I'm so proud of her. Uh, you know, going along and she's in, she's on an all boy team, but she's like right in there with them and she's just playing like crazy. And she makes these baskets. It's uh, incredible just how talented. But that didn't just come out of nowhere. She has to practice, practice, practice. And practice makes better. It doesn't make perfect. My mom, God rest her soul, but she used to say, Susie, practice makes perfect. And I'm saying, no, it doesn't. Practice makes better because there's no such thing as perfect until we reach heaven. And that's so true, parents. You know, let's, let's think positively. But let's be realistic in our expectations, okay? Number three, God loves you. Did you know that? You know, if we just settled in on that, 
that thought alone, that we, we are children of the almighty God. When I think of that, there is a song like that. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I just need to sing that over and over and over again, that I am a child of the almighty king. But if you really take hold of that and that God really loves you, there is something that changes inside our spirit, inside our minds, that how can we go wrong when we have our almighty father? That, you know, we are a child of them and, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. If we really believe that, why are we holding ourselves back? Getting back to number three, God loves you. It sounds cliche, but let it sink in. Oh, how funny. <laughs> but let it sink in. Meditate on it and know that the cross where Christ died is the demonstration of just how much God loves you. You can trust him because he loves you. You can come near to him because he loves you. You can serve him because, yes, you got it, he loves you. Without the love of God, life is pointless and hopeless. So if you're feeling hopeless and you're feeling like, what's the point? I have friends that say that. What's the point, Sue? What's the point? Without the love of God, life is pointless and hopeless. Now, that might come kind of painful to some. It's like, okay, there it is. There's the answer. So if you're feeling that life is pointless and hopeless, where is God? Where is he? Do you have a relationship with him? I'm just getting down, getting dirty here right now. But do you have a personal relationship with God? Are you trusting him? Jesus loves us so much. He not only gave his life on the cross for our sins, but he is even the author and perfecter of our faith. That's Hebrews 12, too. So that takes all the pressure off, doesn't it? You don't have to try to work up a stronger faith. Simply trust Jesus and you will find that God is giving you the faith to believe in him and in his promises. Number four, God's faithfulness is greater than your circumstances. How do you know when your faith is growing? When your faith is built on God's character and faithfulness rather than on your circumstances. Okay, let's settle in on that one. Is your faith growing? Are you, are you focused on building your character and building your faithfulness? Or are you focused on your circumstances? Another way of asking the same question. Because if it's the latter then maybe you need to switch gears. You know, it's not a maybe thing, really. You do need to switch gears. When we base our faith on our circumstances, we tend to only trust God as far as the good times can take us. But when our faith is growing, we begin to trust him even in the difficult times. Reading that, I'm thinking about the husband and wife where the wife asked me for advice, and I'm thinking just this is for you. I know it's for many out there, but it's for you. Why? Because we are beginning to learn that God hasn't changed just because our circumstances have changed. And the more this reality of God's faithfulness consumes our soul, the more peace and contentment we experience on a daily basis. As the Apostle Paul wrote, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Philippians 4.12. See, that's the joy chapter, right? We have to be thankful in all things and we need to learn how to be content. Does that mean complacent? Because there is a big, big difference. I'm content on what I'm doing. I'm content on where I am. But I am definitely not holding still and just staying right where I'm at. Because my heart 
and my intention is to be better tomorrow than I am today. I want to be better in an hour than I am right now. So I strive intentionally to, to learn, to be, to do, to pay attention to the Holy Spirit every minute that I'm walking this earth. And if you did the same, I think you would see a big result, a big change in your life. We will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments it sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services they're very effective so if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals know that we have an array of options for termite control don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home call ecola termite pest control services now 800-332-BUGS 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com ecola powerful termite and pest control as gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite Pest Management Services, for sponsoring the show. And Learning to Breathe is a book that was written during a time when I couldn't do much of anything else because of my shattered leg that I had to heal. And, and the Lord said, Be still and know that I am God. And I was still. But I also just took that time to be intentional about what could I do during this time. And yes, I drew nearer to him and I believed in a miracle that did happen. The Lord miraculously healed my leg. I'm back on the dance floor. Thank you, God. And, uh, you know, I'm walking. I'm talking. Nobody even knows that I have an injury um, except for the people that kind of endured and saw me through that healing process. And I, I actually had to learn how to walk all over again. And that's an experience you learn when you're eight months or nine months or maybe a year old. And so it's not something you remember, really. So to uh, learn how to walk all over again, it's very, uh, very interesting process. But during that time, I realized, and this is a side note, is that I had an opportunity there to change how I walked if I wanted to. And I really didn't like the way I walked. So now I strut. I walk a little different now. I walk the way I always wanted to walk but didn't know how to walk like that. And since I was focused on it, um, I changed how I walk. And people that know me for a long period of time will even mention, 
you're walking a little different. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not limping, am I? And they'll say, nope, you're not limping. Uh, no, because, you know, our God is an amazing God. He's an amazing God. He's our almighty healer. And he will heal you with any pain, any hurt, any suffering. He's there for you. Now, does he always, does he always come through and heal our sufferings? No, sometimes not. Sometimes children die. And that's a sad thing. And I don't have the answer. I don't. But I know that good comes out of all that. And that might sound really sad, but I've seen it. I've seen it where, you know, bad things have happened, but somehow there's good that comes from. And during the time we're going, why, why? And I don't have all the answers and I'm sorry I don't. I wish I did. But in heaven, I believe that I will understand a lot better than I do right now. All I know now is my Heavenly Father's with me, and He's there for you. He wants to be by your side. He wants to be your lover. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your Almighty God, because you are you are His child, and He is your Almighty Father. And He's more of a Father than your Father here on Earth. And you might have a great relationship with your Father here on Earth, or you might have the most worse, or not even know your Father. It could be that. So you don't have any reference point. I can tell you that if you think about love, you know, I, I think about dogs being unconditionally loving. No matter what you do to them, they're always there. I mean, unconditional love, that's what God is for us. He unconditionally loves us. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, it's not too much for him to handle. And so don't think that you're unworthy. Don't think that he doesn't love you. Don't think that he doesn't want you because he does. He does. He does. Uh, and it's so simple, really. All you have to do is make a decision to look up. All you have to do is make a decision to tell him you want him to be your Heavenly Father. And when you do that, he'll meet you. He's right there waiting, but he is a gentleman, and he's not going to snatch you up. You have to take the first initiative. Why? Because he gave you freedom of choice, so you're not a robot. You're not a chimpanzee. You are a human person, and he loves you with all his heart. He sacrificed for you. The ultimate sacrifice because he loved you so much. Understand that when you really grasp that, when you really get that, it's life-changing. So number five, your mental focus will help or hinder your faith. Your mental focus, our brains, right? What do we think about? What are we pondering? What are we thinking about? What do we believe? You will only be able to trust God to the degree that you choose to think godly thoughts. That is a fact. And it is basically a law of the spiritual world. Your thought life and your faith are so interwoven that you probably don't even recognize where one begins and the other ends. No wonder Paul wrote, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, if you want to look it up. Without the proper focus, it is impossible to live with much faith. We need to remember that faith can only be built on truth. It can never be built on spiritual lies. If the foundation of your faith is not the truth, then your faith is not a biblical faith. How have things been going in your thought life? Think about what you think about. You know, sometimes we think things and we're not even knowing that we're thinking them. It's tough, isn't it? The challenge to think straight is even greater than the challenge to live straight. In fact, straight living can only happen when straight thinking is taking place. That's because one of the greatest acts of a Christian disciple is to think on things that are pure and wholesome. So hold your thoughts captive, okay? If something comes out of your mouth that doesn't sound right and you don't think it should have happened, 
make a note, a mental note of it, so that you can ixnay it. Next time it tries to come out, you're going to replace it with something better. Affirmations are so important. If you, you, know, you need to affirm yourself and affirm those that you are around. Be a blessing, not a curse, to those that you come in contact with. This is Sue Freeze talking right now. Seriously, it's so important because we have so much negative coming at us all day, every day. I have monkeys jumping on my back. I got people saying things and, you know, I have to rebuke things all the time because I think, is that from God? Is that from God? I have to ask myself, you know, is that from the Lord? Because if it's constructive criticism, I want to accept it. I want to listen to it. I want to make changes because, you know, I'm human just as you are. But if it's not from God, you know, I need to, I need to think about that. So I, I hold my words. They're very important to me, and I correct people when they're around me because I don't want to have people around me that are saying things that are not true. I want truth around me. How about you? What do you want to surround you? What kind of words do you want to have come into your mind? What kind of music are you listening to? What kind of words are in that music? You know, I have, I have a couple children, and one of them listens to Christian music all the time, and the other one doesn't. And that person, I'm like, what are you listening to? Wow, you know, this guy, well, never mind, I don't want to go into it. Um, but I'm like, you know, let's listen to this right now. And I took him to a, a Christian concert, and he actually kind of liked it. He didn't put his hands up, but he liked it. I know he did. Anyway, I'm going to keep going here. This brings us once again to words which the Holy Spirit gave to Paul. Finally, brothers, this is a great scripture, Philippians 4, eight. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. This is for all of us, isn't it? We have to think about these things. The good report. We have to think about the good things. And this goes along with being grateful, doesn't it? Because if you're focused on what's grateful, you're going to think about these things. But if you're complaining and woe is me, uh, there's other things that are going to be coming out of your mouth. Our faith will increase or decrease depending on our thought life. There's no getting around it. So praying, thinking on the good things is an important part of changing behavior, changing your life, changing the surroundings of the people that you're around too, right? You, you're either part of the problem or part of the solution. Which one are you? That's Sue Freeze talking again. Number six, you don't have to believe everything you think. Okay. So an unhelpful thought popped into your head. It may have come from the world or from your mind or from something you encountered earlier in the day. But that doesn't mean you have to believe it. Kick that thought to the curb and move on to wholesome thoughts. God wants to help us tremendously in this area, especially in our day where various comments and ideas are usually flying at us a mile a minute. Think about the problems that are caused when people put all of their thoughts on Facebook or Twitter. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? It doesn't take long before they wish they had not been so quick to post a particular comment. And maybe you get ixnayed as a friend on certain sites. Likewise, a person doesn't have to believe every thought which enters his mind. Our thoughts need to be filtered. That word filtered, I love that word. So many of us need to have stronger filters. We just do. 
Okay, I have employees working for me, and they mean well. They really do. But sometimes they lack filters. And then somebody else has to come and put the fire out or, the you know, mend the feelings and try to be the, the um, mediator in the middle trying to make everybody get along because somebody lacked filters. So it would be much better if we think, okay, is my filter on? Is this the right time to say this? Could I say it better? Side note, this is a personal story, is yesterday I spent almost the whole entire day defending my honor. And I did this by um, Internet, okay? There's some sites where people can put things on there, whatever they want. And I had to go on there and state the facts as they really are because they were not true, the things that were being said. So I'm like, okay, how do I fight this? And I wanted to. At first, I was so angered I wanted to just blast them back. Okay, I just wanted to blast them back, but then I would lack filters, wouldn't I? And I, being the wise Christian I am, I had to think about what would God do, and I had to think about what would be proper, and how could I encourage this person to be more healthy in their relationships instead of being cowardly, posting things on an Internet site where there is no way of anybody responding, really. Um, So I chose the high road, and I feel good. I feel good about it, even though I feel that people can read things and believe them without, here's my thought, I'm going to side note this, is that I tell people all the time that, you know, somebody might have a bad feeling about somebody else, okay? And they might come to me and say, oh, so-and-so, blah, 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 which I don't really enjoy. And I kind of put my hand up and say, you know, I, I, I really am not interested. But on the other hand, I always say to myself, I'm going to base my relationship and my thoughts on the relationship I have personally with that person. So if somebody says something negative about a person and I have had nothing but wonderful uh, times with this person, uh, I have never found anything to be lacking or not trustworthy or whatnot, then I've got to consider the original source of the other person that's saying things other than that because I'm going to I'm gonna believe on my personal relationship and the experience I've personally had with individuals. So I base my relationships based on my personal relationships and the experience I have with each individual person. So somebody else can't sway me on my beliefs of a person. If you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so very much for being part of this show. And whether it's your first time or your seventh year with me or in between somewhere, I just want to say that I'm so forever grateful because those that connect with me on the Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, when we're .com, they make me feel like what, what I'm doing and my sacrifice is worthwhile. That by just a little tiny bit, I'm making a difference in somebody's life. And I think that's part of why God allows bad things to happen to good people. Um, I, I just do, because I feel like it's a preparation for the next assignment. I truly believe that. And I'm just hoping that I learn the lesson quickly, and I don't have to be taught it over and over again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to just learn the lesson quickly so I can get on to the next lesson and uh, you know, be promoted to wherever I need to be promoted. But I just want to say thank you to those that are, that are listening. And you're listening to The Sue Free Show. KKLA 99.5, and it's a great station. And the word in Ventura, KPRZ in San Diego, pretty amazing. And I'd really like to join with you guys for lunch or for dinner, so connect with me on the Sufri, spelled like fries, one word, dot com site.
also, especially to those that are connecting with me, because I am right now talking in a mic and I'm in a studio and there's other things going on around me. You know, I'm just saying that, you know, there's many, many, many people listening. But the only way I would know that is by you connecting with me. Now, you know, I'm excited about that because as as my radio show gains momentum, the number of people listening are growing and there's more people that are connecting with me on the Sufri's site. And so for that, I'm thankful. I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, and I have, I think, seven different sites because I have different, you know, avenues of life that I'm dealing with. So each one has its own little Facebook page. So the Sufri Show is a Facebook page, and you can connect with me on the Sufri Show Facebook page, or you can go to sufries.com and connect with me, would you? And I really like the stories and the questions because it helps me, guides me for the next topic because I'm always praying and asking God, okay, what do you want me to talk about today? And do you know that now Sufries has a Sufries TV show, and it's on public broadcasting, la36.org, and you can go there and you can watch the show. And, you know, it's very interesting because that, again, is a camera. I'm talking into a camera. So I'm talking into a mic here, and then on TV I'm talking into a camera, and there's a cameraman. I cannot wait till I can be on stage. It's my favorite, is to be on stage talking to live people where I see the expressions, I see the body language. I know that if it's quiet in the room, there's something happening. If there's a lot of noise or people are looking at their cell phones, then I don't have, you know, I'm not giving the message that I need to give and I need to work on that. So um, I think I love that the most. So we're, we're getting down here and i got to finalize this thing, so I'm going to keep going here. But thank you so much for tuning in, connecting with me, and I just thank you so much for that. All right, so number seven, the better you know God, the easier it is to trust him. Isn't that great? I, I love that. The better you know him, the easier it is to trust him. Isn't that true in any relationship? Think about it. Any relationship you have, the better you know that person, the easier it is to put your faith or your vulnerable or your transparency into their lives because you know them more. And the more you know somebody, the more you can trust them, right? That's anybody. But God's saying that's true with him too. So how do you know? How do you get to know somebody? Raise your hand. <laughs> uh, you know, how do you get to know somebody? You get to know somebody by spending time with them, by communicating, talking to them, and listening to them. Listening actually is a lot more revealing than talking, isn't it? And that's why you have two ears and one mouth, by the way. Uh, so with that, um, if we're not spending time with God, okay, so we have two ears and we want to listen, but does he talk audibly? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But we can have a communication with him, and it means, you know, putting it out there. But you have to be focused on who you're talking to. So if you're talking to a person, you're looking in their eyes, you're seeing their body language. And with God, you might be closing your eyes, and you might feeling his Holy Spirit. So his Holy Spirit is right there, and you feel his presence with you. And you have to have a calm and a peace and, you know, maybe beautiful, wonderful musical music behind you. You don't have, like, heavy-duty rap. I don't think so. Maybe. But anyway, you, know, you you get the picture is that, you know, there's a peace and you breathe in and out and you can hear your breath and you feel your breath and, and you just need to feel him with you. And then you talk to him and ask him, what do you want me to do, God, with my life? How do you want me to be? Show me the direction in which you want me to go. I'm in this so strong right now because I have some major, major decisions that will affect my major life. And uh, so I'm asking him, please, you know, and, and speak loud, please, God, because I really need to hear you strong here. 
But that's what we need to do, right? And we need to get to know him. Another thing we need to do is be in his word because that's his communication to us is we need to know his word. His word, he's talking to us through his word. So we need to be in the Bible. We need to be reading his word. And if you just read, 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 and you don't comprehend, you're not really digesting what he's saying, then it's really not going to do any good for anyone. You have to, like, I don't know, savor. It's like when you have a really good meal. You know, you don't eat real fast, do you? You take one bite at a time, right? And you taste it and all of that. So take your time. Don't plow through the Bible. It's just way too deep to plow. So that's my word for today. So number seven, you know, the better you know God, the easier it is to trust him. Do you trust anyone you don't know? The fact is that the better you know someone, the more you tend to trust that person. I hadn't read this before. It's pretty funny that I'm saying this, and it's exactly what it's saying. That is, if the person has been trustworthy, and when it comes to God, there are a million and one reasons to trust him. The more of those reasons you embrace as you get to know your creator, the more you will find yourself trusting God. It's not rocket science. If it were, most children and adults would not be able to have strong faith. We wouldn't be smart enough, but genuine faith is built upon a foundation far more profound than rocket science. God has made it relatively easy for us. He designed things in a way so that those who approach him with childlike faith usually get it. It's really simple. It's really simple, childlike faith. Whereas those who approach God from a proud and enlightened perspective tend to miss him completely. Why else would Jesus say, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven? It's Matthew 18, 3, if you want to look it up. So you see, trusting God really is easier than you think. That's the end of this chapter. And it's so good, isn't it? And it's so true. There has been times where it's been very difficult, but I think it's more me. It's more my relationship. And maybe I just wasn't drawing in near enough to understand. But God also, if you ask him, he'll... He'll help you. He'll guide you. He'll give you what you need. You know, it's amazing how coincidence happens. And people say, oh, what a coincidence. And and really, that's when God decides to stay anonymous. And coincidence is God's appointments. And it's when he will put somebody in your path. He'll, he'll have something happen. I have some weird things that people go, oh, yeah. But then once I tell them, they're going, oh, and then they're looking at it, for instance, um, I'm looking for a home right now. And I, you know, I'm looking for a new place to live. And I want to do the right thing. I want to I want to have the home be a place where people can come and we can minister and and do all these things and I'm wondering where is that going to be and you know and I'm thinking about travel and drive time and all these things and all of a sudden I'm I'm out in the backyard of this one house and a monarch butterfly flies by. And me and monarch butterflies were, you know, it's kind of an incredible thing. I I just love butterflies. It's a sign, it's a symbol of resurrection, new beginnings, new life, a lot of things. And and, uh, monarch butterflies, if you go on to my Sufri site, you'll see um, a whole TV show on the monarch butterfly. And it's pretty amazing. And my logo for um, E. coli is the monarch butterfly. And we say powerful termite pest control, as gentle as a butterfly. But they're pretty amazing creatures. But anyway, so that's just one thing. And then the number 17 is really big for me. Um, you know, if there's 17 in the address, like I'm looking at one address and it adds up to 17. I'm like, okay, you know, okay, God, I get it, you know. Uh, and then um, 143, which when you text that is I love you. And so so many times I'll go through an entire day and all of a sudden I'll look up at the clock and it says 143. And it's like God saying, I love you. And, and you know, that might sound silly to some, but for me it it is messages from God that he's telling me he's got me 
and he's directing my path and I'm in alignment with him. And, you know, I just look at those things and, and some people say, oh, that's silly. And that's okay. You can think what you want. That's okay. Um, but you know, I work on that. In fact, I buy things based on that sometimes too. So if you're selling me something, you know, I just gave you a hint, but anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so I'm going to read from Jesus calling, enjoying peace in his presence. And, uh, my assistant, Lydia, who helps me put together my, my show, we talk about what we're doing and she puts together and looks up things for me and things. It was so funny today because she put together what she you know, after we talked, she put together some things and then she, she pulled up the purple book and she looked up today's date and she goes, Oh my gosh, Sue, just like you said, it goes right along with the radio show that you're doing today. And it's so funny, but not really, because it's not really a coincidence. It's God. It's God saying, Sue, you're on target. You're doing the right thing. Hang in there, girl. You know, um, I love you and he loves you too. So here's what it says. Are you ready? It says, relax and let me lead you through this day. I have everything under control. My control, you tend to peer anxiously into the day that is before you, trying to figure out what to do and when. Meanwhile, the phone or the doorbell rings and you have to reshuffle your plans. All that planning ties you up in knots and distracts you from me. Attentiveness to me is not only for your quiet time, but for all your time. As you look to me, I show you what to do now and next. Vast quantities of time and energy are wasted in obsessive planning. When you let me direct your steps, you are set free to enjoy me and to find what I have prepared for you this day. Psalm 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Psalm 119, direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you, I lift up my soul. Psalm 143, 8. So isn't that interesting? The last scripture is 143. So he does love you. He does love me. And until next week, be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Ah, it's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.